Sons of Narcissistic Mothers. Hey everyone, welcome back. Erica here again. So in this video, we're going to go over the dynamics between a narcissistic mother and her son and the three types of son that she'll end up creating as an end result to the narcissistic abuse. We've already gone over everything in regards to a narcissistic mother, what she does, what her tactics are, and the dynamics she creates. We've gone over what the narcissistic mother does in regards to her daughter or daughters. And now we're going to go over the boys. This one is a, probably the most important video that I'm doing because boys of narcissistic parents are at higher risk of developing narcissism than girls. Now, research data has indicated that men who are raised by narcissistic parents are at higher risk of developing narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder, or even narcissistic traits, as opposed to men who were raised by non-narcissistic parents. I really strongly believe this has also a lot to do with the attachment styles that the parent has with their children, and of course, that their parents had with them. This, for me, narcissism runs along the borderline of avoidant and anxious attachment style. More so avoidant because the parent is avoiding emotional attachment. They're, they're avoiding anything that has to do with feelings, emotions, sympathy, empathy, and they therefore pass that on to the child because that's all the parent really knows themselves. Now, although both genders are becoming increasingly, you know, more narcissistic, more so on the basis of what society's superficial level of narcissism is, where they, you know, people are very self-centered and self-absorbed and take like 500,000 selfies and they're all about their looks and their appearance. That's just the superficial level of narcissism. Okay, that word gets flung around like there's no tomorrow without really understanding the true in-depth problem with narcissism. But the reality of it is, is that narcissism afflicts more men than it does women, okay? Especially men who are raised by narcissistic mothers because they have a very unhealthy mother-son attachment relationship. And it may not come to people as a surprise that oftentimes people can tend to become like the parents that they once despised. But to a child raised by a narcissistic mother, especially a man, that tendency is extremely greater. But remember what I told you guys, a child to a narcissistic parent doesn't only have to become a narcissist, they can also become codependent. But the dynamic of how that happens between a mother and her son is pretty much where the mother starts off by high praising her son. She praises him like he's her prince. Like he's her, he's her everything. Like he's a, a diamond in a display case. That's the beginning stage of it. She'll put him on the highest pedestal, but only if he's willing to fulfill her needs in return for it. And in most cases for young adolescent males, that's not always the case. So though mom's high praise was boosting up his ego, if he's not pleasing his mother, if she feels that he's not pleasing her, then that all gets taken away. She begins to resent him, therefore creating resentment in her son. Now he has to not only boost up his own ego, but to feel not castrated 
emotionally that is, he has to boost up his own ego and fulfill himself beyond the extent of what his mother would do for him. This creates a man who feels entitled, gotta put himself first, very dismissive towards others because he's using a form of self-importance as a facade to cover up the insecurity, the inner insecurity that he's feeling. So typically a man who is narcissistic is a man who resents his mother. And the son who becomes a codependent is one who is pretty reluctant and afraid to go beyond their comfort zone. Because a codependent, as we learn, is an enabler. So though he doesn't understand the kind of abuse that he's receiving from his parents, he's afraid to really break free from it because that's all he knows. So if there's that toxic, unhealthy mother-son relationship that created a codependent son, he's going to pretty much stay by the side of the narcissist because to avoid being, what did we learn about enablers? To avoid being attacked, to avoid being in the line of fire, they comply with the abuser to avoid any kind of reprimands or repercussions. Now, the kind of abuse towards a child or towards children has no limits when it comes to a narcissistic parent. But for a narcissistic mother, we're going to just say for argument's sake, let's say she has three sons. One of each is going to have one of three titles. Okay, The first one is going to be the golden child. The golden child is going to be the one that she projects her idealized self to. So she's going to put onto the golden child everything that she feels she deserves or everything she's ever felt that she deserved. The golden child is going to basically be treated like royalty. He's going to be the one on the high pedestal. He's going to be the one that gets everything he wants because he's obviously fully compliant with her because he's not giving her a hard time about things. So he's going to end up growing up to be the kind of man that goes around feeling entitled, really inflated ego, like he deserves everything. And with the kind of relationship he has with his mother, he feels that it's super special and they deserve everything anything they want that's what she's raised him to believe but he'll end up developing unhealthy habits like gambling cheating even stealing okay he doesn't understand that he was not given the opportunity to really be himself he was basically trained to be someone else in their own idealistic image that's nuts the second child is the scapegoat the scapegoat, as we learned, is the one who will end up resenting his narcissistic mother because the scapegoat is the one who's always gotten blamed for everything that has gone wrong. He's always gotten the bad end of the stick. He's always gotten the fingers pointed at him. If mom was upset or if there was something going on that was not right, the scapegoat took the fall for it. He's the one who's always blaming himself when things go wrong and they weren't even his fault. Sons of narcissistic mothers grow up believing that they owe their mothers because they were told that, they were taught that. They, it was ingrained in their mind that they had to do in order to earn their mother's love, love, they had to do things for the mother. It was transactional. We learned that in the last video, transactional love, which is 
you do something for me and I will then do something for you, which is my love. Horrible. And the third child is the forgotten son. The forgotten son is the one that probably ends up being the most healthiest one because he's not indulging in the narcissistic mother's nonsense. You know, he was pretty much ignored and he did not have demands made of him like the other two. So even though he may find it difficult to emotionally attach to others because you know his emotional needs were not met in his childhood, which I strongly believe with, you know, healthy therapy and, and, and help, especially for people who really want that, that can probably be worked on and he can create a very healthy emotional attachment with people. At least he's not carrying the unhealthy mother-son attachment as the other two are. Okay, so he's probably the one that actually dodged the biggest bullet of them all. And more than likely, the one that everyone's looking at like, you lucky son of a gun, how did you manage to get away from all of that? But those are the three types of sons that she would end up creating. So guys, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it. But the bottom line is, and you don't need psychology, you don't even need to know psychology to know the logistics of this. People are the way they are based on environment, their upbringing, their parents, the dynamics between them and their parents, the attachment between them and their parents. You know, a lot of people can save a lot of time if they really, really paid attention to the types of dynamics that people involve themselves in. So if you're getting involved with people, whether it's romance, friendship, anything, you want to look at the kind of environment that that person or these people come from because that'll help you determine exactly why it is someone is the way they are, why it is someone acts the way they do, and why it is that if it doesn't correlate with you, if it doesn't resonate with you, then you can come to a clear, concise understanding and a decision on how you want to proceed with these people all right you got to remember no i don't say i wouldn't say you know pass judgment on anyone because who are we to judge but at the end of the day when it comes to these types of situations and i won't make excuses for people because people are old enough to know when they're wrong and they know right from wrong and if they continue to do it anyway then that clearly is someone who's not only in denial as far as their themselves but they just don't care and if they don't care to make any types of changes if they don't care to get help for themselves then you need to care about yourself your well-being your mental health because that always comes first so guys this was a video of sons of the narcissistic mother I am well aware that there is more to it, <laughs> but we'll delve into that in future videos here and there. And, you know, hopefully what you got out of it, you know, you got some pertinent information out of it. But the next video that I'm going to be working on will be the narcissist father. Yes, daddy dearest. And in that video, I'm going to pretty much delve into a little bit of everything. So no, I will not be doing a trilogy. But we're going to go a little bit into detail with the uh, narcissist dad. All right, so guys, I hope this video helped. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope it gave you a little 
pearl of wisdom or two. And until next time, guys, namaste.